Hey, We Gotta Believe listeners, you can find us every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Opening day, Francisco Lindor Day. I mean, let's call it what it is. Uncle Stevie officially Mets owner for the first game ever day. Wonderful day. Beautiful day. Extraordinary day. Episode of We Gotta Believe is brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Uncle Stevie, the owner that allows you to chill because he takes care of business when it matters. Opening day is already the greatest day of the year. And then when you sign a generation talent, future Hall of Famer, just a wonderful, uh, my live YouTube last night, I said, Francisco Lindor is like the artwork of baseball. He's baseball in art form between the hitting, the fielding, and just the smile, the vibes, all that kind of stuff. That is what Uncle Stevie has delivered to us. So everyone out there who is losing their minds, just chill out. We said this. Every time life can get too crazy, you need to hit the reset button. You got to grab yourself a nice Coors Light. What is it? The beer that's literally made the chill. Cold lagered, cold filtered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Uncle Stevie, he is the one that turns my soul into a nice, cool blue hue like those Rockies on the can when it gets cold. And that is why. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Everyone, I hope everyone has a big old smile on their face right now because it is, I mean, it's basically the best. It it used to be the best day of the year for baseball fans, for us Mets fans. used to be. Still going to be a great day. But now we look for the great day at the end of the season. We've owned the first day of the season with the New York Mets throughout our entire lives. Now with Uncle Stevie, we're going to start owning the last day of the season. So pop your cores lights, chill out. You got to you got to chill out. Chill out. That's the saying. Let's go to the episode. Let's go, Mets. Boom, we're alive. In Cohen, we trust anybody who doubted the king to kick rocks. We got Kyle on the LI Double R. Couldn't be more of a Mets fan right now. <laughs> it's, all things are good in Mets land right now. It's opening day. We always win. We've got Lindor locked up. We've got uh, Barstool the ballpark has officially been salvaged despite COVID. We got, I mean, like, things are good despite being, like, full-blown residents of Panic City a mere, you know, 11 hours ago. Were you, were you nervous? Were you nervous, Clem? Were you getting scared? I wasn't nervous about Uncle Stevie, the greatest businessman of our time, not coming through. I was more nervous about all the goddamn mean tweets I was going to get from people if it even went up to, like, 7 o'clock. I was like, my dinner is going to be ruined. My dinner of chicken parm. Chicken parm for breakfast, yep. chicken parm for lunch, yep. chicken parm for dinner. 
with a nice refreshing Coors Light to wash it all down. The presenting sponsor of We Gotta Believe, the beer that's made to chill. You guys need to chill. We, yeah. Why are we all so happy that we have Steve Cohen as the owner if we're just going to act like assholes the right. entire time? Come right. on. Like, like we said this about the game, like where like we got to start to like give the team a little bit of slack and be like we're not – like the sky can't always be falling. Well, that's still – like technically we don't know how this team is going to play under Steve Cohen yet. But one thing we do know for sure is Steve Cohen as a businessman – and we didn't eat, like people weren't even willing to give him slack. Like I, I had no problem if they if they just said twelve years, three eighty five. Here you go. I would have been like totally fine. There was no doubt in my mind this deal was going to get done. Maybe not. Maybe not by this. When it got late until Wednesday, I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to get it done by opening day. But there was no way Francisco Lindor was ever not going to be extended at some point somewhere along the lines. It was crazy. For the Frank the Tanks of the world. I mean, Tank, tank jumped ship, man. Tank jumped ship. He's on the bottom of the ocean right now. Francisco Lindor's here for 10 more years. I had my whole argument mapped out. I, I was like, well, Cohen is like a businessman. He knows negotiating. Maybe the best option is when all the shortstops are available. I was like talking myself into it. And it's just like, no. Of course he's just going to get it. He's a businessman. <laughs> like, he, he woke up. He opened his bedside table and he said, you know what? Thumbing through the cash. Yeah, let's give him an extra $25 million. <laughs> you, know you know what he did? He was like, oh, I miscounted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can give him that. We he was at that dinner. Lindor was eating his chicken parm and he was like, 20, 20 more? 20? 20 is good. Yeah. Like they were discussing the tip. And he's like, <laughs> 20 more million. And Francisco no, Lindor okay. was probably like, uh yeah yeah that's I'm okay good fine great we're done okay I'm gonna eat let's go despite the fact that the deal is done we don't have to worry about it I I did find it to be an interesting kind of discussion like the fans who are like I know for a fact that 385 over by the way when whenever you're listening to this we're recording this at 8:45 in the morning you're Brett it's fucking 4 a.m. on the West Coast <laughs> uh, this is this is uh we we woke up nice and early to get uh get Lindor day rolling um. But it was an interesting discussion with that deal. 12, 385 over 12 is a nightmare. It is. It's like that, like years, years 8 through 12 would probably feel very Robinson Cano-esque where it's like this is a fucking disaster. But I truly, genuinely had no problem with it at the same time because my, my logic was that by then, Francisco Lindor is either our savior and we'll keep him for 100 years or – We've, we haven't done anything. We haven't won a World Series. He's a total bust. And I'm so fucking miserable that, like, I, I mean, then, then we're living in, like, in shit. We're living – we're in a living hell at that point. So, like, what's two more years? So my thought was the the extra money and the uh, – the extra money you've got to pay and the couple years of, of having, like, a 40-year-old shortstop at $35 million, that pales in comparison to me if it means that Francisco Lindor is going to start this era happy and and like ready to rock. Like I'm just learning in my own experience. Like when when if you're if you're like signing a new contract and things go well, you're like fuck it, let's go, let's go kill it. If it's like a drawn out thing, it's like all right. I mean, I guess I'm still happy to be here, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, let's just go. If this is what it takes. But I also understand the other side of it, which is like. Like like Cohen said, he's here for like sustained long term success, and you don't have that by giving out twelve year deals. The people that bothered me 
were like, I had a guy say, well, what happens when what, you got to turn around and then tell Conforto, Stroman, and Thor? Like, well, first of all, only one of those dudes is even like halfway to Francisco Lindor in my mind. The other two guys, you tell them, uh, you're not worth the same thing as fucking Francisco Lindor. That's, that's how that negotiation goes. Uh, you know, I mean, like certain people get certain treatment at certain times. Uh, certain money is, is available to others. You know, I mean, so I would have been fine with it either way. But this does feel like a happy medium, like in between, right? Like, like up the money a little bit. They kept the years down. 360, also, when you he, put it all together with, with next year's, that's a big fucking number. And, yeah, in the year 2030, I'll be thinking about, like, oh, no, like we spent too much money on this guy. That's but, Keegan's problem. That 12 years isn't even real anymore, right? Yeah. Like 2030, I don't even know how long 12 years from now is. And I don't give a shit either. And right. this has been a 12 well, year yeah. year. We just had lived through a 12 year year. I can't do another one of these. You and me are going to be dead in 12 years, okay? God willing. With fucking nothing, but just bury me with my World Series titles right now. And yeah, if those man. those other guys, if you want to get paid like Francisco Lindor, play like Francisco like Lindor. Lindor. It's Lindor. very easy yeah. to do. That's all you have to do is just be one and of the best also, players in all baseball. It's the production on the field, but it's also off the field. Like he's the he's going to be the, one of the faces of baseball. He's going to be the guy that's going to lead everybody. He said he didn't want to be the leader in the clubhouse. Now you're the guy. Now he can come through day one and say like, "This is my team. This is how we're going to run things." And it's a huge difference in the grand scheme of like the franchise. Right. And and I, I love I love the guy to death, but Pete Alonso. Woo, don't we don't need we don't need you at the negotiating table next time, bud. We, <laughs> and you know what's so funny? Just there's like knowing I think a little bit about like Pete. I feel like yeah, he's a good teammate and all, but I think he's thinking like, well if he gets four hundred million and I can hit fifty home runs a year. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see where this is going, Peter. He's a union guy. Yeah, yep. that was Noah saying Jagram should get paid a hundred billion trillion dollars, right? It's well, like listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, I saw what's that dude? Uh, oh, I'm a fan. This contract is Degrom, Cespedes, and Piazza combined. Oh my god! It's more than those three guys combined. It's the biggest contract in Mets history. Times three. You take the other three biggest and put them together, and it's still not as big. So, so here's the thing. This was a weird off season, and so it's. I mean, listen. Anybody who thinks that like Mets fans are dramatic or like yo, this happens to every team. Like, just take a look at our off season. Fuck off, okay? This doesn't happen to every team. But uh, I, I feel like there was, you know, and then Steve Cohen being wrapped up in in outside off the field baseball, like out of baseball news. It was just weird with a lot of times to like kind of for people apparently to jump ship on Steve Cohen. And then like now, so at the end of the day, you take a step back and it's like, all right, he, he signed a, a, fr- a franchise shortstop for $360 million. Like anybody who was like, where's the wallet? Where's Steve Cohen's money? How come he's not spending his money? Like, well, he went and got you somebody. For, he spent $360 million on a guy. He, he plugged up like several other free agency holes. Like, I mean, short of being absolutely comical and handing out all the money to Bauer and uh, Springer and everybody, like this was a this was a monster free agency, monster offseason that the Wilpons never would have ever come close to. So fuck off anybody who bailed on Steve Cohen. You know the what I'm realizing now too? This solves the Twitter thing because I was real nervous oh, oh, about him on Twitter. 
for the record, I I'm still not popular. But, <laughs> but but now it's like now if he can talk all this shit and get shit done. Yeah. Now I like that he was like, it takes two to tango. Yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was like, oh, this is going to piss Francisco Lindor. And not maybe even Lindor, but like his agents. It's going to piss yeah. his agents off. But it's like, I'm, I'm cutting checks for $350 million. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Now I'm like, let's go. Well, I, 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 you, you have to imagine that Steve Cohen was like, I'll stay out of, you know, I hope, I hope this is the case. I hope that he's like, I'll stay out of, you know, in-game management. I'll stay out of telling Francisco Lindor how to bat. Um, this is my realm. Like, I do business. So you wanted me. This is how I do things. This is how I get deals done. I've done a million of them before. I just, I, I just don't think – I don't ever think uh, making things public unless, you know, unless that's what pushed the deal done. Like, maybe that is the right way to do it. But I heard whispers that the front office was kind of like – uh, we need you to chill with the Twitter. Like, they didn't say anything, but they were like, they were like, we wish you would chill with the Twitter because it just makes the, the negotiation that much harder when the fans are involved and the media is involved. And then, then, then if you're, if you're doing back and forth behind closed doors, I think it's understandable. It's like, as a player, I think I'd be like, they're going to make an offer. I'm going to ask for more. They're going to want less. Like, but when you make it public, then it becomes a dick measuring contest. Then it's like, well, now you're trying to make me look bad. Now I look greedy. Now you look poor. Like, you know, so that's where I think things can go south. But that's also maybe how you, like, force shit done by opening day. So, in Cohen, we try. <laughs> the Church of Scientology. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think that Scientology questions Tom Cruise and L. Ron Hubbard, do they? No. <laughs> no. You shut your fucking mouth and you follow Steve Cohen to the end of the year. I want any fan that said that Steve Cohen is a Wilpon or, or another version of the Wilpons or a new version of it, I want them arrested. I want them arrested, <laughs> I want them thrown in jail, and I want them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. That's what I want to happen. That's slander. That's defamation. That's defamation. That's defamation, That's defamation. That's defamation of character. We're going to have a deposition with Frank Fleming because he is beating that drum so fucking loud. He told me I, – I, I said, did I say this? Where did I say this? Oh, I said this on the on the conference call we had with all the people from uh, from Barcelona at the ballpark, but I'll, I'll repeat it here. Frank the Tank said Francisco Lindor was going to sign with another team. <laughs> Robert Gazelman, uh, who sucks, was going to <laughs> blow the first ten straight games of the year, ten in a row blown games by Robert Gazelman, and then Dylan Batansis. His new nickname is Buzz Lightyear because his ERA is to infinity and beyond, and uh, and that Steve Cohen is is just another Wilpon and that he's a fraud. So that was at, oh, and as he said all this, uh, he said all of it through his hat, which he was chewing on the brim. So that's where Frank the Tank is at. And and Clem, if you if you're calling for the arrest, that means Frank the Tank has to go to jail. I mean, I, uh, I'll sign up for that content. Frank the Tank going to jail, and he goes from you know working the courts to in the courts. As a, send him in the, Frank, I'm sorry, I'm throwing you in the paddy wagon. There's going to be plenty of Mets fans with you. Plenty of Mets fans who were ready to who turned on Uncle Stevie, turned on fucking Lindor. It's like, oh, I'm going to boo this guy, and I was like, oh my god, we're going to have a year where we're turning him. Like, right? Like, yeah, he got it too when he came here. Remember he when he came get here? They he yeah, he's, paying a t- he's he's hitting home runs already. He looks incredible in the field. Like, yeah, he wants to get paid the most. Which, by the way, he got paid one million dollars more than Fernando Tatis Jr. Because, like, that's got to be a dick measuring contest. Mm-hmm. And then you got Frank the Tank, who's got like the stench of the bullpons. 
who he's like, I wanted Springer. I didn't want Lindor. Well, where's Springer? He's on the IL with an oblique injury, and he's missing opening day. Which and who totally the fuck wants Springer over Lindor? Like, get the fuck no. out of here, Frank. That's crazy talk. I, I, I mean, I, I can't – I cannot fathom not – want not allowing someone to negotiate and try to get as much money as they can. Like that's how this shit works. And I also don't understand when people say you're getting paid to play a game. It's like, okay, well the billionaires are getting paid to watch a game. <laughs> like at least he's out there doing it. Why are you going to blame the guy who, who's, who's a millionaire? Why don't you say that the billionaire is the one who's being greedy? The billionaire can throw out two more years, like no fucking problem. So why don't you give him shit? I never understood that. Just go to the top of the chain if you're going to complain about the rich guys getting money. The the thing I was really upset about too was that his the his agency is Sports Meter. Did you see this? And no. it's the it's the agency that negotiated Ozzy Albee's absolute dog shit contract. Yeah, right, I'm like, we're going to die for the sins that uh, happened to a player on the Braves, and the Braves yes. are getting it for like six dollars. Yeah, that I was, was crazy. I, I did see that. Like that, you know, they're like, fuck this. This agent's trying to get like, but I'm sure you know. Again, Steve Cohen probably shows up at the table and is like, hey, like, uh, how'd that Ozzy Albee thing go? How'd that contract go? You know, like, he probably disarms that. I wonder how much, I would love to know, is he, is he in the room? Or is that just Alderson and company? Like, or, you know, does he come in? Did he come in on Wednesday afternoon? Like, let's fucking do this kid. Or, or is he there from the beginning? I'd love to know all that stuff. I yeah, feel like a- he's the guy that they call in as the closer. You ever yeah. hear about, like, the Judge Judy uh, every Every time her contract's up, she comes into dinner and just slides across the thing. She's like, this is what you're paying me. And if not, I'm going to do my own show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Judge Stevie. Gangster. Steve Cohen and Judge Judy, the two biggest gangsters on the fucking planet, man. Um, so good news about Barcelona Ballpark. I guess everybody who's already going to the games knows, but I do want to uh, like shout out the Mets because I was ready to be fucking pretty furious with them. And then they came through big time, Uh, my guy Aaron and Jake over there. Um, So, like, even though though there's, like, 20% capacity and originally our our whole outing was going to get cut down, like, 20%, they ended up giving us, basically, uh, we're taking out, we're renting out the seven-line section instead of our usual section, and they accommodated us with different beer, uh, a different beer special and everything. So uh, almost everybody from uh, who bought tickets to our April 10th game is going to be able to enjoy April 10th, which is pretty fucking wild considering like everyone else got caught, cut down by 80%. So shout out to them. I mean, maybe, maybe it trickles down. Maybe it all, everybody starts acting competent. I can guarantee you under the Wilpon regime, this somehow would have been totally botched. And like everybody, like only like 10 people would have got to go and then they all would have got COVID. It would have been a <laughs> Barcelona uh, the ballpark is on. Hopefully, May has even less issues. But if there are issues, apparently they'll be on top of it, ready to offer uh, different packages and different compensation. So fear not if you want to go. So I guess Lindor Day is still sort of on uh, for April 10th, and every April 10th for the next fucking decade, and then forever because then we crown him like then he's our savior. And he brought us a title, and there's there's cake and punch, and Lindor Day is April 10th from now until the end of time. Just chill out. Everything is going to work out all right. Just chill. The beer that is makes it chill. You know what it is? It's like it's like Mets fans. Thank you. They 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 grab their Coors Light that's been sitting in the sun, and they're like, the fucking mountains aren't blue. Where the fucking blue mountains? 
well takes a little bit of time. Put it in the cooler. Let your let your frosty course light get nice and cold. Let the mountains turn blue. And then you crack it open and enjoy it. You can't get a negotiation done immediately. You can't get Blue Mountains immediately. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of patience. But it's worth it because a cold Coors Light on opening day with some Blue Mountains, there is nothing better. It's, it, is, it is a treat. It is a delicacy. And we'll be drinking it all year long here at We Gotta Believe. We'll be drinking them when we blow saves. We'll be drinking them when we, when we save games. We'll be drinking them when we win. We'll be drinking them when we lose. We'll be sipping them uh, day games, night games. We'll be drinking them at Parcel at the ballpark. So make sure you get your Coors Light this year. Make sure you give it some patience. Make make sure the, the mountains are blue. And I and I want everybody to crack them every single time you hear the Edwin Diaz feet drop. Because that's when our guy's coming in. And then, you, like I said, you have them ready. You have them ready to be drinking, like, out of fear and, and uh, you can calm down. <laughs> Or out of celebration. So you hear the music, you get a ice, an ice cold blue mountain course light. Uncle Steve of an ad Especially at 9.04 in the goddamn morning, man. <laughs> Speaking of night game, now A Rod's going to talk about the Lindor deal the entire night, which is oh, perfect man. for us. He's going to be oh. talking through his grin teeth like, yeah. I mean, that's. He's probably got the deal done. A Rod money. A Rod money is now like. Psh- Jump change, bro. I remember. I vividly remember seeing 252 across the bottom line when I was what? Like, I don't even know how old. The, the original. The Rangers. The Texas Rangers deal. And I was like, what? I still think that is the biggest. I still feel like that's the biggest jump in sports history. Like, I remember when Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, when Kevin Garnett got 120, I was like, what the fuck? One? Like, there's a one handle, there's three digits, but then that jump to 252 was like, so, I mean, even though that number has now been, like, grossly eclipsed, I still feel like that that first uh, that first time was so ahead of his time. He was such an asshole. That was like, it was like, literally, he just said, like, double the contract, right? He was like, I want yeah. it to be twice as much as, as anybody else. And they were like, okay. <laughs> just like we're just completely asinine like oh this has nothing to do with your on the field production it's only about your ego okay here you go completely crippled them for the next decade and that which led them to trading them to the yankees and like oh i mean just the butterfly by the way then he went to the yankees and then he's like i want to own my likeness i don't want my image out there or my name used unless you're paying me and he got that deal too which i know i mean like you gotta give it to the guy like i mean he got the best deals in in history Every twice, you know, each time, uh, if he just wasn't such a dumb asshole, like people would have loved him. He wasn't such a cheating dumb asshole. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the A Rod, at least at least here in like Mets world, I feel like the A Rod, you know, uh, Cinderella story of the PR turnaround. I feel like that's pretty much fucking done. I don't want to ever see that guy again. I mean, once once he was threatening to own this team and and bring the Wilpons back and all that shit. What do you think? You think? I mean, it's hard to say because well, let's say that the Lindor trade had already happened, and then you think the then the A Rod group like bought the Mets. I mean, would they even ha- have had any money to throw around like that? No, right? I mean, it would have been like <laughs> not like this. Not, <laughs> not like, like this. Yeah. Dude, what do you, what do you what do you think Degrom thinks? I feel like there's like again looking- human nature where it's like you look if, if I looked around. And like you know, some new kid was making like triple what I was making. I'd be like, 
what the fuck is this? Literally, the, right? Almost. The encouraging thing I heard from him was when he was asked about Trevor Bauer, and he said, Trevor Bauer waited to free agency. I had that choice. I could have waited. I chose not to. So that means he is thinking logically about it. Like, yeah, he and, had this discussion somewhere. Yes, but that is him going like, I fucking chose not to. What the fuck was I thinking? I mean, yeah, but, it, but you do like that's somebody taking responsibility for that. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, like yeah. you ha- at least he's taking some of his own blame. There's a completely new owner. He's probably like, I probably should have waited for the multi-billionaire. But that's what I mean. So even if it's not salty. It's got to be – there's some level of, like, unhappiness, right, where it's just like, God. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do. It's literally your own fault then. It's all, I know, all I these know. Too. Like, you did it. I don't know. I, but don't you think – like, I don't know if you're can – you, can you just give, like, bonuses in baseball? Like, non-contractually signed bonuses where it's just like, oh, we have a new deal. Like, every single start, we give you a million dollars. So Steve Cohen is going to give DeGrom a stock tip. Yep. Some yeah, insider training right. shit, and right. dude, going to be a billionaire somehow. I would, I would sincerely hope that's true. I really, really do hope that's true. I think mean, that would be very cool if it was like, uh, like, like, like SEC <laughs> violation. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want to see Jacob Degrom own like a, a hedge fund subsidiary. Now he owns like JDG Group or some shit. Yeah. He just fucking sits there and collects. 30% on his money every year. Cohen's going to send him like 50 Bitcoin. Like, here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. untraceable. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dark web shit to keep our guy happy. I'm down, man. I, I, I mean, I, I, if it, if it, I would, I'll start a fucking GoFundMe for this guy, but we'll pool all our money together. If like every Mets fan donates $5, we can give Jacob DeGrom another like 20 million or some shit. I don't know. Uh, You're probably going to set him up with like an NFT. Of yeah. like rookie card, and then just yeah. everybody will just bid on it. And I wonder. It I mean, I wonder how much. I mean, this is probably not at all what happens, but I wonder if like a guy like Steve Cohen, who is so business savvy, comes in and he's like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We're setting up these accounts for all you guys. You're all gonna put your money in here, and then you're, every time you have a big highlight, we're gonna NFT you. We're gonna sell it at Sotheby's when I'm buying my own art, and like everybody's making money." Because that, I just feel like that would be like, yo, I, I, I want to go play in Queens. I heard that you make like double your contract. Like, who cares what you sign for? Because, mm-hmm. and it's probably not like that at all. He probably just yeah. sit there and let the money, you know, pile up and watch wins pile up. But it would be cool if it's like I'm gonna, you're all now my my players and my clients. You know, now we now I take care of you too. Everyone, um, just chill. Everything's gonna be fine now. That's all that matters here, boys and girls. All that matters here right now. Fucking chill man and this is the perfect way to this is the perfect way to jump off the opening day optimism everyone feels good on this day no matter what right we're always like well we're gonna go one and oh and yeah. you start the season everyone from us to the orioles <laughs> feels great i was talking to rdt yesterday by the way uh-huh. and he he was tell, talking to me about harvey and i was like i was like oh, i was like hopefully he does it right for you guys i was like what is he your five he's like buddy he's our two <laughs> I was like, yeah. A recovering Harvey is your two? Bro, I thought they signed him to a minor league deal. I thought he was your five in the in AAA. Holy shit. Your two. Oh, my God. And, like, I used to be afraid of, of the Harvey bounce back, and I think I think now I'd be rooting for it because it would be, like, a, you know, a preposterous story. Like, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to hear people saying. It's like, also oh, that thing, like, now you have the hot. Now you have, like, the hot new girlfriend, and you're like, well, I hope my ex-girlfriend's happy. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, I, I, I like agree no matter what. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so uh, tonight is 
right? So, yeah, tonight, uh, 7.09, first pitch uh, down in Washington where um, we'll just see that horrible Bryce Harper contract on display. Oh, what a, what a, what a piece of shit contract that is. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm a little nervous that, like, I finally this season have completely bought into we automatically win on opening day. So that means, so that means we lose tonight. But it's hard to think that Jacob Everything's DeGrom different. Everything's out different. There. Like, Jacob DeGrom is ready to fucking go. So it's 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 he's gonna hit he's gonna do 105. Dude, he is absolutely on steroids. <laughs> he, the weird thing is when you don't like, bulk up, you can just he's gone up use like your arm like a half apple. miles per hour every year for like six years. It's insanity. I feel like he's like a Nigo Montoya, where he's just been throwing not as hard as he as he can. He's like, ah, I know something you do not know. I can throw 104. How weird is that? That's a perfect comparison because he was a shortstop. How weird is that that he was like playing the wrong position until like college, and he was like, oh, I might be like one of the all time greats at a different how, position. How right? How right is that that he's a New York Met who is playing? He's actually like a Bizarro Met. We actually found the right position for him. I'm surprised we still don't have him playing shortstop. <laughs> the Wilpons probably would have been like, you know what? I know Jacob's a good pitcher, but we don't have a guy like Lindor, so why don't we just make you play shortstop for the rest of your career? <laughs> I can see, see, like, they were, like, moving Rosario to center was in the mix, and then, like, what about shortstop? And they're just like, Jake? <laughs> in a meeting. That came up in a meaning. I want someone in that front somebody, office to leak it to us. Somebody, like, the same way that Donald Trump said, let's just blast nukes at the hurricane. Was he, somebody was like, "Wow, we have we have this fan favorite already that plays for a stop. Why don't we just put him there?" And and, and Jeff Wilpon was like, let's, "Let's circle back to that. Let's put a pin in that. That's not a bad idea. Let's talk about the bullpen first, and then we'll come back to shortstop." Fucking moron. What do you think they're doing today? Like, like you think, um, you think the Wilpons are rooting for the Mets? I think that Jeff is. I think that Fred is. I think that Jeff is not. I don't like. I think that Jeff is like fuck. They signed the guy for three sixty. They're like ready to rock. Opening day's here. They're gonna win. I think he, it seems like major league. He's rooting against them, and I don't blame him. I would root against him too. I would. I would for sure be petty like that. Yeah, he has to keep like a straight face too, right? Because probably everyone else in the family is like rooting for them, and then the the one moron who almost cost them billions of dollars, right, is just sitting there. So he probably has to like quietly just stew in his own misery. It is the baseball gods have thrown him into this evil hell that he has to live in, which is what we lived in with him for the last couple decades. Exactly. Like, like so, Jeff, talk to me in uh, thirty five years. And tell me how you feel, because that's where I've fucking been, you asshole. <laughs> that you deserve every minute of that. Um, I'll tell you who's the big winners in all this. Us? The 96ers. The 96ers, the 96ers are feeling good right now. <laughs> the 96ers. The, 96ers, the, uh, the We Gotta Believe uh, Barcelona Sports Book is officially – bet is officially on. So you can back Clem with uh, – the, the, the line is set at 95. <laughs> 95 and a half, which I literally can't say with a straight face. 95 and a half for uh, the Mets win total. You get plus 185 if you back Clem for the over. So 96 wins for, for your boys. And you can ride with – listen, if, if they get 90 – if that over hits Clem, we're doing cake and punch. So like, if you ride with Clem, that means you're probably riding all the way through November with this dude. So – I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen, but I think for the 
you know what you know they, we know when these gamblers all say it's a value pick it's a value pick i think the value that you'll get out of rooting for them if it does hit you'll be like i fucking told you so and that also means that you're rooting for an unbelievable team who's probably going to end up winning a hundred and i don't even know how many you need to win to win the world series that's how bad it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 111 win, whatever the fuck it is to win the World Series. So that Clem uh, and and the opposite of a value pick, I don't think there's much in it right now if you bet that the Mets are going to go under 95 and a half. I think, I, think, uh, I think Penn is like, yeah, we know, bro. So, so not, round up. Become a 96er with your boy Clem. You ready for this, Clem? I've never been more ready. We're going to go on this ride together. It's going to be a beautiful thi- uh, thing to see. And we're, like, just do what feels good. Just do what feels good. Responsibly, do what feels good. Root for the Mets how to win about, games. It how about another bet for you, Clem? What, what are the, what's, what's the win total the Knicks are on pace for? Uh, they're right around 500, and that's 72 games, so 36. So why don't we do uh, – um, Michael Conforto, I'm hoping, or maybe Lindor's a better bet. I don't know. A, a home run total coupled with a Knicks win total. Ooh, okay, okay. And there's got to be someone right around. Like Pete would probably, I hope, go over. Conforto, that's a bit much asking for 36, I feel like. But with a full season, if he was playing like he was last year, it's probably very possible. Lindor, I think, has hit. I don't actually. I, I don't even know. It is. I think it's like the thing five. is with the baseballs too. Like I don't know. Like I, that's the whole thing about this whole season. I don't. We don't know what we're getting as baseball fans. This is ha- the Rob Manfred era yeah. that we live yeah. in. We didn't know it's if we were getting a rules. DH until like a week ago. <laughs> so John Heyman, you don't know the rules. Of the John Heyman last night was like, "Well, for anyone who's still holding out hope for the DH, it's not going to happen because the." And I'm like, "How are we tweeting this the night before opening day? The Who's night still holding out hope? I didn't know that was even possible. I thought that was dead in the water, like." months ago if mickey was the coach he would have a dh in the lineup we would send somebody out there and they'd be like <laughs> no that guy has to play the field and he'd be like well oh what okay. did you see that quote from uh louis rojas about baseball i loved it it was like they were asking him i guess someone asked him about like pace of play and how long the game is and he was like and, and i just read the quote but i picture him i picture him like quizzically saying it he was like the game of baseball is not long one one single game I could watch baseball forever. I was like, this is fucking poetic, man. That's beautiful. He was like, one single game is not long. Baseball is not long. I love baseball. I could watch baseball forever. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Uh, that's a fucking aloo right there. Everyone, you know, his, he's, he's yeah, a, an aloo. I don't yes. know why. I wish he had – if he had his got the goddamn aloo last name, I would feel, honestly, 100% better about him. Just because the aloo, it's just – it's like base. that is baseball, right? That's, yeah, we need, that's it's like, like Skywalker game. for the Force. Yeah. It's like some, some, some Game of Thrones shit, like finding out that, that – uh, House, House of aloo. Targaryen. House of aloo. That's a shirt right there. We throw a big baseball on a fly. The House of Alu. It's a very I mean, niche audience, but it fucking like plays. Are, <laughs> who are the great houses of, of baseball? I think the Molinas, like House Molina, our house. Um, like, the Griffies. House, house yeah. Griffey. The Griffies, House Griffey. There are some, some serious powerhouses in the Dominican Actually, out there. It's like every single, every single player on the uh, Blue Jays right now. 
like Biggio, Patty, yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that's like that's like, that's like House '90s, where where it's like the second generation, the second coming. God, that would be if uh, if I was not a Mets fan, I would be on that Blue Jays bandwagon so hard. That's like you know, that's like an old washed up guy like me getting to relive my past. You know, that's like a fan <laughs> to relive my glory days. Oh, fuck yeah, sign me up for that. But we're a 96er. Clem, I'm officially going to be a 96er. I decided. Let's go, Uncle Stevie. See, Uncle Stevie, a couple extra bucks, and you just get everyone, you just raise everyone a little higher their expectations and their happiness. That's all it takes in this, I mean, in now, this crazy world. I'm going to be a 96er to the tune of, like, a $10 bet. But I'm going to be a 96er. <laughs> I'm going to be a 96er. here. Over 95 and a half year, we come. Uh, so I, I figure now might be the time to uh, pick – we we could go through our win total, but um, do you think? I mean, I feel like Jacob Degrom's winning another Cy Young. I feel like Pete Alonso's winning another home run crown. Uh, do you think there's any other hardware to come our way? And uh, I guess, and then who would be like your own personal Mets MVP? You know, pers- within within the team awards as we kick off 2021 here. My like biggest bounce back guy, and he didn't even have a bad year last year. But I just feel like McNeil being healthy, being at his right position, all that stuff, he's just going to rake. Uh, and and I put like you're like Cy Young, home run king. I'm not going to say we have all those guys on the team, but I think McNeil will be in the mix for the batting title when the season's over kind of a thing. So that, that that's like my one of those three comes true. I'll be thrilled. And I think um, I don't know. It's like I, the power probably won't be there like it was a couple of years ago because the balls are going to be different, which is just crazy that the sport changes. Remember when basketball changed the basketballs? They like two months in there like, oh, we got to scrap it. And it yeah. never came back. They changed the balls like every month in baseball. But I, I mean, I guess it's different because you have pitchers being like, what the fuck? We hate this. But like, go with the juice balls. Go with the juice balls. It was fun. Everyone was mashing. And then I never even, there was never a moment where I judged any pitchers. I actually gave them the benefit of the doubt. I was always like, well, you can't blame them. The balls are juiced. It was the best excuse ever. Yeah. You say the balls are juiced. Everybody wins. You know, you're hitting home runs and nobody blames me for anything. This is great. Except for Edwin Diaz. We blame him for yeah, everything. We blame him for absolutely everything. Because, you know, God, he sucks so, so bad. <laughs> um, I think you're right with me, Neil. I'm, I'm, again, I always try to think about things in terms of, like, real life. Like, if someone came to you at your job and they were like, listen, like, Clem, forget about everything else. You're just going to blog about the Knicks this year, and we're going to be happy. You know, like, they're putting him in the right spot. Yep. They're telling him, like, just, like, don't worry about anything else. We finally got you in the, in the right position, and just go do what you do. And it's probably just, like, such a weight off his shoulders where – if he can't mash now, uh, I would be absolutely stunned. So I'm hoping that there's some major table setters. I like just, I just, who's okay. Let's, let's, let's keep a little bit of the Will Pond era alive. Who, who are you going to hate this year? Because <laughs> oh, I know my answer. Who's yours? Who's yours? You guys know my answer. I, I fucking ran a demo. I fucking <laughs> and it sucks because he's like an integral part of the team that I'm going to be secretly rooting against every time I see him. But like usually, usually it's a reliever who you see every now and then, and, and you and you hope to get through it like one inning. I'm going to see Nimmo like 500, 800 times this season. Like it, 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 I just, I, I, I can't. It's, it's a, it's a physical compulsion. I hate it. I hate it. 
I, I feel like I, I'm going to skew towards the bullpen is, yes, what, is what's, what it's all going to come down to. Because even the guys we have, like the part-time defensive guys, like I always like those guys as long as they do their job and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm, you know, I'm not going to – I feel like Familia is almost like too much of a layup, and I don't know if he's going to be as skinny as he was last year. I'm going to go with Patances. He's going to – it's going to feel like it's a straight-up sabotage move from the Bronx. He comes yes, in. Yes. There's absolutely Feels nothing like for a, us. Sleeper cell. Like he's been like exactly. Here and he's activating to, uh, to ruin the Mets. Now, let me say this, though. I, I, you know, I don't even hate him, but we have to mention this. Jed Lowry just being the everyday second baseman for the A's. Like a good fucking team, a well-run organization with infrastructure. What the fuck is that? Like I can, I can absolutely tell you I'm rooting wholeheartedly against Jed Lowry. That is some bullshit that he was dead on our team for like three straight. Years and now he's just an everyday player. Get the fuck. Everyone else is like, wow, what a great story. And everyone in Queens is like, drop dead, Lowry. Get the fuck out of here. That is insanity, man. Do we even know what his injury was? I don't feel like we ever got to hear no, it. Was just it. Lo- it just said left leg. Right. It was just like, it was robotic, left leg. <laughs> it was like hockey, like lower, lower injury, lower body injury. And you know, Billy, Billy Bean saw that happening and he was like, He's going to be okay. He's just going to yeah. come back and we'll pay That's him much money. I mean, they must have him on the insanely cheap. He must be – he's probably paying them, like, for the right to play. <laughs> who, who do you guys who, – who's going to be your LVP? <laughs> uh, I'm hoping it's not J.D. Davis, but I feel like everybody, all the pressure that nobody wanted him to play third, if he, if he presses at all, especially after last year, I think he's going to – He's bound to either have a great season or an absolutely career-ending season. You know what I, I mean? did not even, I did not even let that thought cross my mind. JD Double Davis 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 is gonna bat like a buck ninety-six here. Let's call it like it is. He has been he has been a Cinderella story on like borrowed time. I would not like if if he does just keep. I, I would be equally. It's a it's a coin flip for me. I think he's gonna bat like three fifteen again. Or, like, eventually the carriage turns back into a pumpkin and J.D. Davis goes back to, like, like what the Astros – like, the Astros were like, yeah, this guy, whatever, fucking – we don't care. So that would that would suck. That would hurt. I didn't even consider that. I, I feel like I, I just bought into Double Davis so whole, wholeheartedly. You got especially with Piorme right behind him. Yeah, that's true, too. This is actually, like, a fun exercise because everybody you run through, you do – you know, you can see the negatives in everybody. But you're also like, but that guy could also could have a really yeah. good year. So good team, like, there's no like, except in the bullpen for every team is always a crapshoot. But it's a good team. My pick, it's funny because my pick is Familia. But I'm like, wait, if we really hate Familia, is that because it's the one gap because Diaz is pitching really well? And we're like, can we just get to Diaz? Can we just get to Diaz? So even if we hate Familia, well, it might be because also things are working out. Also, it could be that he's just the worst of the worst. And, like, everybody stinks. He really, really stinks. Like, but if, but if everybody gone. stinks, I'm going to hate Diaz more than I hate Familia. So if I hate yeah, Familia okay, the most, okay. Got it. it's actually a good thing. That's actually We're trying a positive thing this year. The Clancy's are different. Everything's different. The Clancy's are different. In order for Familia to be in the crosshairs, that means it's like a, it's like a mathematical if-then yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> If if we hate Familia, then Diaz is like leading the states. Yes. Yes. All right. I like that. All right. So I mean, 
Who, who, who's the opposite though? Who's your guy that you like? You you feel is going to be better than people expect right now. You know what I mean? Do you have anyone that you're like you, you're, you're expecting more for than you're really Lindor. like? I'm, like Jacob Degrom wanted to say, yeah, what? Francisco Lindor. <laughs> when Francisco Lindor wins the fucking MVP this year, what? everyone's going to say, "Wow, he's even better yeah. than we expected." But imagine that. Imagine if he wins it, but also Pete wins the home run crown and McNeil wins the batting title, but Lindor wins the MVP. He's having that good of a season. It's, it's better than all these guys. He's going to have to win the triple. Well, he can't win the triple crown. That is exactly. He has to be like second in all of the categories. And, and while yeah. Jacob, while Jacob DeGrom wins his what, like ninth Cy Young. And then we serve some cake and punch. <laughs> and after 96, I mean, that's a 96 win team what you guys are describing right there. So that's, young, 90, home run that's, that's a 105 win team. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's 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 a that's a the 96er bet hits on like September 10th. Right? <laughs> that's that's a that's a squad right there. So get your cores lights ready for a 96 win team. Bet on the Barcelona sports book. Back Clem, become a 96er. Well, you know what? Let's make some, we'll make some shirts. We'll make some shirts. Uh, We'll make a 96er in Mets colors. And uh, maybe we can even get, like, if you bet $100 on that, you get a shirt or some shit like that. So I'll figure that out. We'll do 96er shirts and uh, and get ready. It's opening day. It's opening night. We're 1-0. Put it in the books. I'm just going to say it right now. Put it in the books. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Put it in the books. The Mets are 1-0. Francisco Lindor is going to win the MVP. Pete's going to win a home run crown. Jeff McNeil's going to get a batting crown. Jake DeGround's going to win Cy Young. What could go wrong? I'm 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 responsible using my cords light to chill out right now, Kev, because I don't like when anyone says that, let alone the king of mushing. We will be back uh throughout the we'll be back tonight. We'll be throughout the season. We'll check in during games, after games, all that kind of stuff. Uh Coors Light will be presenting as well. Shout out to them. Um I Follow don't like that we are ending on that break. note. No, no, no. We're ending on that note because it's different. It's different this year, Clem. Okay. I'm it's different. In Cohen, we trust. In Lindor, we trust. We've got the whole fucking core set. We've got the Cy Young locked. It's 96 wins or bust. It's cake and punch or bust. It's different this year. And if you don't believe me, then what are you doing here? Clem, tell him the name of the pod. We gotta believe!